0: Hey everyone, I'm Candace Eisner, and this week I want to challenge your assumptions about the importance of degrees and designations. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really, anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Happy Monday, everyone. I hope you're having a good week this week. So yeah, this week I want to talk a little bit about the whole idea that your degree, your designation, whatever it is that you've got for letters after your name is important, but maybe not as important as you might think. Now, you might be kind of wondering, like, where did this topic come from? It feels a little bit out of left field. And those of you who get my uh, newsletter might have thought last week, why is she covering this topic? You know, it's, it's, it's important stuff, but I don't quite understand where she's coming from. So this conversation and this idea and this topic really came from a came from actually a bunch of places. One place was that I recently watched a Facebook conversation happening where an RMT came in was and was just basically asking about her training and Um, the fact that at her clinic, they had asked her to not give very much home care, that is remedial exercise, stretches, strengthening exercises, that kind of thing, and leave that stuff to the physiotherapists. You know, there was a lot of discussion back and forth between the other RMTs as to whether that was appropriate or inappropriate, and the fact that she should fight for herself because she is an RMT and she's trained to do those things, and, you know, yada yada. Um, And one person came in and they said, well, you know, RMTs only get a diploma. Physiotherapists get a master's degree. You just, you can't hold a candle to their education. So you just should just let them do that job. And that kind of made me raise my eyebrows and it made a lot of other people raise their eyebrows too because while on the surface that might be true, it's not really true deep down. And we'll get into that a little bit more as I talk about this topic a bit more. But another place that I really see it is that In today's day and age, I really see a focus in our society here in Canada, I'm sure it's the same in other countries, on getting higher education. You know, no longer is a high school degree really useful for much of anything to most people. You have to at least get some sort of college diploma or, you know, bachelor's degree. And beyond that, a lot of people are finding that jobs are now requiring or at least looking for uh, master's degrees or PhDs or or obviously um, professional level degrees like lawyers obviously need to have a law degree, doctors a medicine degree, etc. Those are those are a separate thing. You know, and obviously I'm not about to tell you, "Hey, you just go be a doctor, you don't really need the degree." That's fine. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you that. But what I am saying is that I'm really seeing this kind of focus on you need to get lots of education in order to be ready to enter the workforce and do anything good for society or for anyone. And I don't really think that that's true in a lot of cases. Because see, the thing is, there really is this obsession with having a bunch of letters after your name, as if that's going to sort of prove to the world that you're really smart. Because you see business cards with lots of letters after people's names, right? And you see the, the same designation go at the top of their resumes. And those are common places to put them and I'd even say it's kind of logical but then you can see it go a step further you see them splashed all over people's websites you see them featured all over their LinkedIn profiles you see it featured on their Facebook pages even sometimes you see it featured on their Facebook personal profile or on their Twitter personal profile or all kinds of places and I get it Part of what they're trying to say is, hey, this account means business. I'm not going to be taking snapshots of my lunch and my cat photos here. We're going to be talking about real stuff. But, you know, obviously, you've seen my personal accounts. They're also my business accounts. I don't think there's anything wrong with snaps of your cat or your lunch occasionally. And I also don't really think there's anything wrong with designations at the core of it. After all... You guys listening, most of you are regulated health professionals, and those designations are actually really important. If you're a PT, RMT, RN, OT, DC, XYZ, obviously I made up that last one, but if you are any of those designations if you are any regulated health professional, you should be proud of that and you should definitely be putting those letters on your business cards and on your website and all those other places because that's an important part of the regulation of the profession. That's an important part of showing the public that you are actually someone who can be trusted with their health. But the problem is that people tend to start getting stuck On that designation they start acting like their education ends with the designation or that they have to compare designations or that they have to take a bunch of extra courses in order to measure up to their peers because their peers have taken dozens of other courses or like i said before they start comparing educational requirements like like the story i just shared with you where you have an rmt who has a diploma and there's no way they can measure up to a physiotherapist who has a master's degree, or there's no way they can do effective work as much as a chiropractor who's got a doctor's degree. It's not quite a doctorate, but it's a professional level degree where they become a doctor, right? So, you know, there is a bit of truth to that at a certain level. Obviously, if you're a healthcare provider and somebody comes to you with a condition or a problem that you can't treat, whether it be because it's out of your scope of practice or because you aren't trained to, because you haven't taken the extra courses, or because you haven't treated that in a really long time and you, have, you really don't effectively remember how to treat it, you should be referring that person on to someone else who knows how to treat it. That is obvious, I hope, to all of you. It was certainly obvious to me. But... I'm not talking about out of scope, and I'm not talking about those situations where, you know, you need to refer on because you're not properly trained to treat a certain condition. That's not what I'm talking about today. Today, I'm talking about that doubt that can set in as to your limitations as a clinician and as a small business owner. Those doubts that set in because you start comparing yourself to others who work in healthcare, and you feel inadequate because they have more hours of formal education than you do, or more designations, or they earn more money, and therefore, obviously, they must be better than you, and you shouldn't be treating anything super high level, or you should try to measure up to them, or whatever your mind tells you that you need to do. And really, you know, when it comes down to it, I'm talking about our society's obsession with this whole idea of formal education and how it tends to ignore the importance of real world learning. So let me give you an example from my own life. And this is a little bit of a sad example. Um, I have a really good friend and she is she went to multiple schools. She has a master's degree currently. She is trained as an art therapist and she is a lovely, sweet, wonderful person She's incredibly smart. And I think when she starts actually working in clinical practice with people and, like, not under supervision, but actually on her own, she's going to have a really strong, really well done business because she's just, she's really good. But the issue for her is that in Canada, she's not able to use her education. And you see this a lot in healthcare, actually. And it's a little bit sad. Because you have people who were trained internationally, who are wonderful and smart and awesome, but they can't work in their profession because we've got a lot of red tape. Now, before I go on, I will say sometimes that red tape is necessary. Obviously, if somebody has a medical degree from a country that doesn't have the same education level that we have here in Canada or the United States, um you don't really want them working with patients maybe at that level maybe they would have to be under supervision or something before they would be allowed to work on their own obviously those situations are okay but in my friend's case she just she wasn't able to legally work no matter what kind of angle she tried to look at she simply couldn't start seeing patients for any type of psychotherapy type stuff whether it was art therapy or talk therapy counseling that kind of thing so unfortunately for her even though she already has this fantastic education and she has improved herself by doing multiple um placements over the last few years in order to get even more clinical and these were free placements by the way she wasn't getting paid for these um to get more clinical experience she still had to go back to school. So right now she's back in school getting a master's degree in social work. And once she actually gets that piece of paper, she'll be able to start seeing patients for counseling. But you know what? I really don't think she needs the piece of paper in terms of her actual abilities. Sure, she's learning a lot in school. Please don't misunderstand. Her, mas- her uh, master's of social work courses are really interesting and she is learning things, but In terms of her abilities as a clinician, she's already there. You know, it's really unfortunate that she can't work simply because of a bunch of requirements that just don't make sense because she has to get a piece of paper. And really, that's all it really is going to be is getting the piece of paper that says, hey, you can legally work. So the thing that I really want to have is the take-home message here is that, you know, your experiences out in the world... Not in school, though school's important, I'm not crapping on school, but your experiences out in the world really teach us a great deal. They teach you a great deal. It gives you real world perspective and it shows you how to handle situations you simply couldn't have foreseen while you were in school. No amount of coaching from your instructors, no amount of like, you know, acting it out in class is gonna prepare you for some of the stuff you're gonna see in the real world. The real world gives us lots of practice interacting with clients and problem solving on the fly. And it allows us to learn a ton from the people who really know a condition best, the people who have those conditions. It gives us opportunities to work with our peers who have way more experience than we do and learn from them in a really hands-on way. It's such a wonderful opportunity And no amount of education can replace those experiences, and no amount of education can replace your passion and your drive for your career. So here's the other thing I really want to say, is that when you're looking at comparing yourself to other people who do similar things to what you do, whether you're an RMT comparing yourself to a physiotherapist, or you're a physiotherapist thinking about, you know, comparing yourself to a chiropractor, or whatever it might be even a massage therapist comparing themselves to another massage therapist who been you know who's taken extra courses but hasn't really been working a whole lot longer than they have and it hasn't really got more clinical experience than they do they've just taken a bunch of extra ceus the thing is a therapist who has real passion for their career they're going to try to learn everything they can and that's going to include Reading books, learning from client situations, conferring with peers, and like I just mentioned, you know, taking CEU courses, although even that you need to think about with a grain of salt. But a registered massage therapist who takes this approach to their career, focusing on learning and focusing on learning from patients and learning in real-world situations and not just learning from taking courses or getting more designations and degrees, they're going to go really far. It isn't reasonable to say that all RMTs are less than PTs or OTs or other people with master's degrees simply because they don't have a master's degree. Like, that's ridiculous. You know, those, those degrees are just your entry to practice. They're not your entire career. You know, I I find that really mind boggling in a certain way that people feel like they have to compare the entry to practice level of education and not the actual level of expertise of the individual therapist. It would be like walking into a bank and assuming that every single employee, because they work at the bank and they probably had a similar level of education when they entered the bank, is exactly the same. That would be that would be stupid. Like, imagine you were you were uh, talking to somebody in investment banking and you just assumed that the, they were, like, really super... They had, like, so much experience and they knew all these things. And then meanwhile, you find out that actually this person is a new graduate and while, like, they've got some education, they don't have the 20 years experience of the person who's the director of the department right? We don't have those expectations in the business world so much. Just because two people have master's degrees does not mean that they are exactly the same. Similarly, just because somebody has a master's degree doesn't mean that they are somehow way above you in education, or well, they are in formal education, but not in real-world life experience education. And that's where the difference really comes in. And that's why you can't say somebody who's just got, say, they're a new graduate with an MBA is going to measure up to the person who maybe doesn't have an MBA but has 25 years experience in the department and is the director of the department in spite of the fact that they don't have that higher level education because they didn't need it when they started, right? So there's my rant for the week, you know? Just we need as a society and we need as healthcare people to stop looking only at our formal education as the only thing that is the, you know, the, the, the measuring stick that we compare each other to, it's so easy for us to forget these things because our society is focused on formal education. But you are not a piece of paper. You are not a bunch of letters after your name. You are not simply the piece of paper that you got that you hang on the wall and you point out to clients that says, you know, hey, I am a registered massage therapist. Here's my here's my proof. That's important. But... In reality, you are made up of all your experiences, not just your education, and the shape your career takes is completely up to you. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for listening. I really am grateful to have all you guys here with me. If you do like this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating and review over on iTunes, as they always say, right? But I also do appreciate your feedback, so if you want to get in touch, you can always pop me an email at candace at I do read and respond to all of my emails, I promise. Have yourself an awesome rest of your day, and I'll see you back here next week.